Welcome to the Switch RPG Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Gio, and I'm joined by Just Johnny. How are you doing, buddy? Yo, what's up? I'm doing good. You're doing good, doing good. Look at you all proud of, yeah. of that shirt today. Metroid. 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 Nice, nice. We all, we, I love my shirt as well. Yes. I got the Larian Studios shirt here. Yeah, I, I could have guessed that this time. You could have guessed it, yeah. Well, if, <laughs> uh, we're, we're not going to say why we... Okay, this is our second attempt at this. Anyways, um, if this is the first time listening, this is the show from SwitchRPG.com, where we bring you all the latest in the world of RPGs on the Nintendo Switch. This week, we have quite a bit of news here. Actually, I, when I was putting together this news, I, I'm like, oh man, I'm going to be struggling for news here. I just thought it was kind of a slow... Newsweek. It was, but but it wasn't. But it wasn't. It really wasn't. You just gotta. You just gotta look. You gotta do your thing. You gotta um, dig. You do have to dig. Yeah. Uh, but first, what are you playing? What have I been playing? I got back into Fire Emblem. Why? Because uh, <laughs> I, I haven't beaten it yet. Oh, you still haven't beaten that thing? So funny enough, uh, I started that game and like went like crazy into it. Probably like eighty hours into it. Okay. Uh, and completed part one. And it took me 80 hours. Wow. Because I go crazy on when I deep dive <laughs> into a game like that. Uh-huh. And then uh, my girlfriend started it. And she beat it uh, like two days ago or three days ago. <laughs> so she, she beat it before she you has, did. She beat the game. She started after I did and beat it before I did. That's crazy. And she's never played a Fire Emblem game before. She absolutely loves it. Yep. And she is playing New Game Plus as we speak. As we speak, she's playing new game. Wow. Plus. How many hours did it take her to, for her first playthrough? Uh, I think it was right around 100. Okay. Yep. All right. right I, I think my first playthrough was around maybe 65, 70 hours. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So you kind of didn't really pick up too many party members. You, you didn't I, recruit I didn't recruit all of them. I think I recruited maybe three or four uh, additional crew members, students. I, I recruited all of them except for two. Yeah. So you went... You went a little more all out. I like to min-max. All right. Apparently, <laughs> you have options. I, although I didn't min-max as hard as I could. Oh, so... That was on the first run, You too. are a slacker. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You are a slacker. Unbelievable. Uh, so you're doing Fire Emblem. Um, so you got to be relatively close at about 100 hours to completion here. Uh, I'm on... I think I'm on like chapter... 14 13 or yeah, 14 you're... i'm right around there i'm still like i still so i know now that the game ends on chapter 22 mm -hmm. so i have like 10 more chapters yeah. give or take uh to go and that's probably going to be like another 40 hours that's incredible <laughs> the, i mean i love these long rpgs but i like a good Kind of, I guess you can call them mid-range RPGs. Yeah. You know, you got your your uh, Dragon Quest and your The Witchers and Skyrim, but I, I I don't mind a good 15, 20 hour game once in a while. I love short RPGs. Uh, one of my favorite short RPGs is uh, Paper Mario Two. That was okay. in your door. Yep. It's probably like a thirty-hour RPG, and that's awesome. And it's it is awesome, and it's a great experience all the way through. That is that is yeah. probably one of the better. Paper Mario's. Yeah. I get made fun of a lot uh, for liking um, Color Splash, 
I don't mind it. I haven't I, played it. So. Okay. I, well, either way, I like Paper Mario Color Splash. Shoot me. Whatever. Um, I've been playing a, a, a new game I've been playing. is called Animus. I think we mentioned it last time. It, it's kind of like a Dark Souls experience. Um, I, I think that's what I'll call it because it, visually it looks like Dark Souls. There. But it doesn't play like... When I say it doesn't play like Dark Souls, it doesn't have... The storyline is as thin as Pokemon Sword and Shield. Hold or, on. Right. Or, or any Pokemon, for that matter. Okay. There's very little story involved here. You could argue that Dark Souls is pretty thin, or the Souls games is pretty thin on storyline as well. Because it's not... It's You're not, right. There's lore. Now, it's lore yeah, 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 yes, but yes, yes. storyline, you know, cutscenes no, and stuff you're like right. that, it's super light. Yeah, you're right. Dialogue would, between NPCs. It, it, and yeah, and you have to kind of... You have to have that lore yeah. to really kind of fully understand so, what's going on in Dark Souls. So is it lacking lore? Is that what? It's lacking story. It has no story. It doesn't have lore and it doesn't really, like the storyline okay. is very thin in this uh, game, Animus Harbinger. The first Animus is actually, there is a little bit of a storyline there. Uh, but basically it's, it's uh, it plays like Dark Souls where you have to learn the enemy's move sets, dodge. When you have dodge, you have invincibility, invincibility frames. And um, it basically you just, it's kind of a boss rush game. Yeah, it looks like it's one of those, ooh, that is audio. It looks like it's one of those, um, let's see here. I'll turn off the, uh, one of those uh, mobile it, it is ported over to the switch it is a mobile uh it is from the mobile universe yep. um as as they there's animus there's animus harbinger and then animus standalone um but right now i'm currently playing through animus harbinger oh wow okay yeah this i'm looking at gameplay right yep i think it's a korean developer <laughs> um this looks like it's ripped right out of dark souls it, it might as well be yeah it might as well be i'm looking at these attack animations of this giant axe it looks like a knight that could be from dark souls mm -hmm. with a big giant axe and very slow animation attacks like it feels like heavy yeah, yeah a lot of weight to it uh it looks oh oh and the targeting system it has the same bead of light <laughs> yep on the target on the yeah, target this is, this is i don't know why you were like contemplating whether it qualifies as souls-like or not this is souls-like well i mean it's almost <laughs> run as in in stages yeah uh it's not one continuous world so it's a run in stages so again yeah. you fight a couple of a couple of enemies and then you get to a boss or a mini boss and then a major boss so that's what i mean kind of like it's it's kind of dark souls-esque yeah. so it's it's stagey in order to so being a mobile game you can imagine that uh players remembering where they last left off yeah. in a game this is one that uh that you kind of you know when you create mobile games like that you want to make it more lighter sort of iterative play sessions and you don't and there could be big giant gaps between these play sessions right, so right. you want to make it more level based more linear type of experience rather than exploring this big giant world because when you're when you give full freedom players want to get immersed generally you want to you want to channel that feeling uh so you kind of can't get immersed into a big giant rpg thing on a phone on a phone yeah. right that, that's one of the sad sad parts i mean I, i'd like to see them do a full-fledged console game yeah. but i mean if you look at the gameplay i mean you'd probably be in trouble uh with uh <laughs> with the dark souls folks from from software yeah just but you know what 
I'm looking at this. It doesn't look bad. It doesn't look bad. And it doesn't, it doesn't play half bad either. Yeah. Although those big giant button icons, I, I know we're looking at the mobile version. Yeah, does that's it, not on there. That's interface all clean. Well? It's all what clean. What part of the interf interface does it keep? Does it keep the uh, health it, bars? It just keeps health bar, stamina bar. Okay. That's pretty much it. Yeah. It, all right. And in that case, it does look pretty good. I would, I mean, the icons are a little generic looking, but. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's again, that's the mobile uh, space that you're yeah. looking at. But yeah, that's, I mean, along with uh, all the other stuff I'm doing for YouTube, that's kind of the one of the newest acquisitions, I guess you could call it. So it looks interesting. It is interesting. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. So some quick housekeeping. I want to promote our discord and our, some of our socials. So discord at uh, discord.switchrpg.com. We have, quite a number of people on there all the time discussing rpgs and discussing anything really it's not just specific to uh rpgs but we do love our rpgs um our twitter is uh at switch rpg along with youtube it's youtube.com slash switch rpg and then we've also launched something new this week i'm not sure Ooh. yeah something new we have uh merchandise oh Got the merch. We got merchandise now, um, which helps support our site, keeps it ad-free. And what kind of merch are we talking about? Um, we got a lot of shirts. We got phone cases, bags. Um, phone I'm, wor cases. I'm working on hats. Bags? Oh, yeah. Hats? Everything. Wow. Yeah, so there's, there's quite a bit out there, um, along with Patreon. We really um, appreciate people um, helping us out with the Patreon. I do have a couple of patrons that I actually wanted to shout out to. We got Hedge Knight Mike. Thank you very much. Sprinklins. 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 Thank you very much. And DJ Atkins. DJ Atkins. D DJ Atkins is is a longtime member of uh, the Switch RPG family. So he drops the beat and eats the meat. Atkins. Well, wait. I see. I see what you yeah, did there. Yeah, yeah. You see that? That was DJ Atkins. That was very clever. Yeah. And you didn't even plan that. No, I didn't. I wow. just saw the name and I'm like, oh, what do DJs <laughs> do? They got that beat. And what did Atkins do? They eat that meat. Um, he is actually a DJ. There you go. I don't know if he... Uh, I'm sure he eats meat, maybe. I don't know. Uh, spin the meat. Spin the meat. Right. Well, that's kind of Try to scratch it. Waka, waka, waka. Don't scratch the meat. Don't scratch the meat. Don't scratch the meat. Eat it. Eat eat the meat. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's get into some news. One bit of news that I actually... We we skipped over last week because... Yeah. We there, was, had, there was a lot last week. Yeah. We did have a lot. Um, so, yeah. EA is launching exciting remasters of fan favorites before March 2021. Yep. So this is from... Finally, by the way. Like, finally, EA yeah. hasn't been doing this. You know what? EA is on a lot of people's bad sides. So yeah. I'm not really... <laughs> this is probably one of the better news that you'll ever get from EA. Uh, so let's... Uh, again, from my Nintendo, EA hasn't had the best of luck in recent times. But that could be set to change as the company has stated that it has plans to launch exciting remasters before March 2021. So they do have quite a bit of a backlog they could reach into. Yep. One of which is the Mass Effect series. Yep. Now, an, an entire remaster of that would be would be great. Yeah, I played them all, games. so I'm not going to... could be a little tricky because Mass Effect 1 was um, Microsoft only. It was, or at least for a good deal of time, Mass Effect 1 was Xbox and PC only. Right. I don't, I don't think we're... I don't know that that's ever been released on a Sony product now that you're saying that. Yeah. And hmm, I'm trying to remember the early Wii U. I know it had Mass Effect 3. I'm just yep. trying to remember whether it had Mass Effect 1 or 2 on the Wii U. I don't think it ever had 1 or 2. It definitely yeah. had 3 because I actually, for some reason, I own that. Mm. Um, I don't, I, I never played it on that. I played it on my Xbox. But 
Yeah, I played them all, all three of them on PC. Okay. Uh, and three was a little, it was extra hard to play on PC because that's when EA decided to drop out of Steam, put yeah. their games on Steam for, what was it, Origin? Origin, yeah, yeah. their own their own uh, gaming platform their own, there. Their own filthy gr- one of their main, one of their many reasons to hate them was the push for Origin on PC, so. Yeah, it, it was that, and then also uh, microtransactions uh, of that nature. This is it, totally a, aside. A giant bucket. Of yeah, problems. this is aside from yeah. the Mass Effect thing, but. And, um, and in addition, so there's Mass Effect beloved stuff, mm-hmm. and don't get me wrong. EA has this because they got they acquired the company that made mm-hmm. aspect, uh, right uh, Bioware. Bioware. Yeah, and Bioware has made a bunch of other RPGs as well, right? Mm-hmm. Nice to the Old Republic, uh, Jade Empire. Jade Empire. I haven't heard is, that name in a long time. Yeah, and that's actually a really good one that I could not get through. <laughs> I, um, I only got through like maybe five hours of that game, and I wanted to play more. It's just like distraction. It reminded me a little bit of uh, Lost Odyssey. Uh, Lost Odyssey. No, no, yeah, is Lost Odyssey. Am I thinking of the right game now? No, I maybe don't not. Think so. No, Jade Empire was like, um, it was an action RPG, but not very action. It was very slow. Okay. In the action, and it was kung fu. Kung it was fu? like pure martial arts. Okay, then I'm definitely not thinking yeah, of the right was, thing. And it was set in like feudal, uh, you know, uh, Jade Empire days. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, but the name says it all. It does. Uh, and the environments, if I remember, the environments are kind of, they would go from like corridor-ish, even though you weren't indoors mm-hmm. most of the time. Most of the time you were you were outdoors, lots of tall grass went up, but it led you down like lanes, corridors, and it would open up to a big, relatively big space. It was kind of empty-ish because this was an Xbox original, original Xbox. Xbox game. Yeah. Uh, and then there would be lots of enemies that they would throw at you and you had to explore these. I think there was even like uh, fog, like distant fog to sort of hide the draw distance type, right, of, right. type of stuff that was going on in that. Um, but it was still a really good game and it had uh, interesting ways to build out your characters. I never I never got too, too far in it, as I said before, but... Uh, Apparently, multiple, I don't even yeah, remember us. <laughs> you get multiple. You get multiple party members, uh, and each one can kind of specialize in different martial arts. It was cool. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna have to look back into that. Yeah. I don't know why I'm, I'm misremembering it. It is always on my list of games to go back to because I definitely remember it fondly. It's just uh, yeah, yeah. Another one I'd like for EA to reach because they actually, I think they got the publishing rights for it is kingdoms of amalar uh reckoning um so i i don't know if you consider that kind of like their retro or whatever or whatever it is they're calling um remasters um but i'd love to see that well yeah they could definitely remaster right bring it up because that release 360 on 360 so it was definitely early days or mid days of the 360 uh and they could easily take that make it run at 1080 60 sure Right, shouldn't yep. be a problem even for the Switch. Should not be a problem, right? It's a 360 game, so you know as long as they optimize it, you can do it, right? They've done and it's many it's a games. really good game despite all the bad press it had um, from the developer. Um, it's a really good game. Yeah, yeah, uh, and I would love to have seen them expand on that too. That game was um, it was sort of like a side effect of their MMO that they were developing, mm-hmm. and they kind of took a lot of the assets because they were running low on money and funding, and they kind of spawned off a game, The Reckoning, uh, as like a side thing in order to generate more money to fund the 
actual game that they wanted to make, which is the MMO. Right, right. And uh, Reckoning, I don't know. I don't think it did that well, but it was well received. It was, it was well received, received by the people uh, who actually played it. Yeah, it was well received, and, but it did probably did it didn't do sale say, numbers. It didn't do enough sales numbers. It probably was a decent success, but it didn't do enough to keep the company itself. Afloat. Well, the company had all sorts of other issues yeah, yeah, as, yeah. as well with Thirty Eight Studios. It was a problem of the company, not the game. Yes, yeah. and definitely. they have a, so EA also has uh, just thinking about some of the amazing franchises that they have that they could bring back. Right, Dead Space. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Any of them except for three, <laughs> where they where they put in those silly microtransactions. That's stuff. a legit scare. That's another one of those scary yeah. games. And it, they have it's very they have RPG like mechanics, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they kind of ripped a lot of those things from Resident Evil Four, where you can kind of build uh, build out your gun in a certain way. The guns had their skill trees. Yeah, the weapons. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a fantastic game. I actually got really far on Dead Space the original and haven't beaten it yet. You and I have two uh, two on my to do list. You 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 got you. We're building up quite a list for you of yeah. games for you to finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I actually have another bit of news here that I can't click on because apparently I don't have Twitter set up on my. Oh, iPad. I got it right over here. Um, but I believe it-, it has something to do with uh, Outer Worlds, um, Outer Worlds. being released by the next fiscal yeah. year uh which is uh, m- by march 2020 uh so take two calls the yep. outer worlds a critical success and commercial success with sales exceeding expectations and will be coming to the switch at some point again in the next fiscal year which ends yeah. um in march 2020 and fiscal years yeah so it says will release in fiscal year 2020 mm-hmm. and for just to put that in perspective most companies their fiscal year ends either uh on new year's mm-hmm. uh day eve whatever or on march the first quarter uh because it just makes it a little bit easier for paperwork and whatnot and also aligns itself a little bit with uh tax prep work yeah and that's stuff like and, that. and that's what nintendo did when they launched the switch it was in it was in march and people were like oh what and, yeah and, and most companies do that that, yeah. that is a normal thing so to have outer worlds in, within march uh at the latest the end of march that's exciting because uh i definitely you know it's as gr- long as they don't botch it you're right yeah yeah it, i mean if this game plays well um and it isn't like a blurry mess yeah um and it, like i said if it runs well it'll it'll lead to more success because this game is really really good yeah just keep it at 30 frames a second don't need 60 for don't need it, a no. rpg nope. definitely don't need it it's not an act it is an action rpg but it's also kind of not really that yeah, big first, of a deal for the yeah action. first person um arpg it's yeah. it, like i said it is very very good and it's one of those games where it's like 30 hours so yep. it's not like your Fallout experience where you're putting in a, really a vast amount of time. This is a kind of a shorter game, which uh, is which is great. That's another reason why I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. And if they have to sacrifice draw distance or the number of objects on screen, foliage, detail stuff like that in order to have a higher resolution, please give me the higher resolution too. I want the higher resolution. Sacrifice give you a steady 30 frames per second because mm-hmm. we all know 60 is just out of the question sure yeah i would agree but give me that crisp resolution all right give me 900 at the lowest okay just just keep it locked in there don't do the dynamic stuff we're gonna write a letter stuff. you want to write a letter to them just please do it we're gonna write a letter uh we're gonna mail it to them just just 
I don't need to have like every single individual blade of grass drawn on screen. I just don't need it. You sure? <laughs> turn it off. You won't know. Well, I guess if you're not missing it, right? They, you... they turned it. They turned that dial down on Zelda in order to improve the frame rate. Which was a good decision. It was a good decision. Yeah. It kind of had that minimalistic effect and it became kind of the art style, you know? But yeah. All right. Next, we have a PS4 exclusive. I know I'm uh, we're we're jumping ship here for a little bit. PS4 exclusive. Yeast. Yeast. I don't know. Yeast. Nine. uh, Monstrum Knox will be released in the West at some point. Now, I I just wanted to bring this up a little bit because I really want to play this. Did you play any of the other no. East, East games? No. I, none. I, none. Zero of them. Not even eight. Eight came on Switch. I know. I, it, Lacrimosa. Of Dana. Yep. That thing, that game has been $50 yeah. for forever. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say it's worth the $50, but being that it's uh, you know uh, an overseas game that is hitting a niche audience, I don't blame them right uh vesperia was also 50 dollars. right now i would pick vesperia over yeast any day of the week except this is one of the best yeast games to come out in a long time and i've mm-hmm. played some of the older ones um on pc i think they've released almost all of them or and they have because re- yeast is a uh old right old i think it's on RPG. it's on nes is it, it predates the nes predates okay yeah it's it, I think so they were playing with like PC. rocks and sticks or it was we're talking like blocks like atari <laughs> graphics really like blocks bumping into each okay. other type stuff like the very first uh east game you know I'll, I'll i'll try to dig up the video on that but uh and they've they've been keeping that franchise going one of the interesting things about it is that the story I think focuses on the same character or same set of characters or the same world that a character or set of characters all sort of take place in. So okay. it's all one big giant world that it's following. So it's in the same universe and you're just seeing different Yeah, different points. angles okay. or following that same character through multiple iterations. I know it's followed this uh, a particular character for multiple iterations i just don't know if that was true for all of them mm-hmm. uh one of the ones i played and they they brought this they've ported these games over to multiple consoles they've remade it on i think they've remade some of them for the super nintendo uh also for the playstation vita um and all, almost all of them are on pc and one of the ones I played, you kind of go up a spiral, massive spiraling tower, and you're just going up higher and higher and higher until you reach the end. And it's like it's like RPG Zelda, but maybe a, I, I little like, bit a little bit faster. I like how you said uh, RPG Zelda, yeah, because Zelda is well, it's it's <laughs> RPG, like like way more RPG. It's like sure. it's like a faster uh, Secret of Mana okay. type game. Yep, uh, just with the combat uh, and and there's platforming elements to it too. Okay, and a lot of your abilities, the attacks that you get, and this is just some of the East games I've played. I don't know if this is true for all of them, but the abilities and the attacks that you get, you kind of have to use those in order to uh, incorporate into the platforming. So as you unlock new abilities, you unlock progress right kind of like a metroid right game, i was just, just going just to say not that. as elaborate okay yeah. and um with this with this east nine um they're they're taking their game to a whole new level where it's it's more of uh 
in the same vein as say Bayonetta, uh, I guess you could say where they're, they've, they've added depth. So for, ex- it's not, I guess not Bayonetta. Depth and Bayonetta? No, 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 no. I mean like, like <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's, it, they've added height to their the level design and like there's, there's different, um, aspects and angles of, they, of the game so it's it's more of a update th- of their engine maybe it's an update of their engine but they're they're i, I think it's in the article i'd have to yeah, pull it up here i have the article in front of us uh they got some stuff but as you're saying we'll, we'll assume that because uh this is a lot of text to kind of dig through so so i guess uh the the east eight um yeah that engine it's all right, but you could tell that engine is very dated. Yeah, it looks like it's a very an, an enhancement of an old PS2 engine. That's what it looks like. Oh wow! Okay, it looks good though. It, it looks good for a PS3 game, and I think the game even came out. You say, uh, you say, did that come out on PS3, Jen? In addition to PS4, I, I think in Japan it may have. Uh, it, so it. You could tell just from looking at it, the engine's a little old. And, you know, when they brought it over to Switch, like it was running on uh, 60 frames a second, 1080 on PS4. But on Switch, I think they had to, they kept it at 1080 and I think they knocked it down to 30 frames a second uh, instead of going with the full 60. And for an action game like Yeast, uh, that's a little bit of a disappointment. Like Tales of Vesperia runs at. I'm not sure about 1080, but it certainly runs at 60 frames a second in combat. Yeah, I, I forget where I, I saw that, but this this one is apparently very different from what their their normal formula is, yeah. uh, where there's traversal, um, you know, um, and there's flying in this game. There's a whole bunch of different That different is things. different, yeah. Uh, to f- free the player up on their traversal, to have it on a bigger, more meta scale, because none of the Yeast games were big meta mm-hmm. rpg experiences they were much more uh focused on uh a, a specific event they were more event driven and focused on like like i said there was an entire game where you're just scaling one tower right and you're making way up to the, to that you're not going through like different continents flying airships yeah so the, there's a like there's that. a lot of that in in this aspect that's a much grander yeah. uh type of game cool that you know that has me a little excited if I had a PlayStation 4, I'd be more excited, but yeah. um, well, who knows? Who they knows? brought 8 to mm-hmm. the Switch, so the, it's probably only a matter of time to bring this one to the Switch as well. Uh, I mean, everyone's jumping on board, so they're probably going to do it. I, I hope so. If they brought Dragon Quest Eleven to the Switch, they're definitely going to bring this to the Switch. There's no question about it. It, just, it well, might take a little bit of time. We can write them a letter, too. Yeah. We have a... Do it. We we have quite a bit of uh, paperwork we need to do after this. Yeah, a lot of paperwork. That's okay. That's all right. All right. Yeah. Uh, so coming. Uh, speaking of coming to the West, we have Arc of Alchemist uh, to launch on the Nintendo Switch. So this one is pretty much a guarantee to come to the Nintendo Switch in addition to the PlayStation Four. Now, Arc of Alchemist is a, mm-hmm. is an idea um, property. I'm trying to remember. Got some screenshots going on. Is this a so just from the screenshots, it looks like this is an action RPG. I see it, a little is, mini map. You're running around a big giant. It is overworld. definitely an action RPG. Yeah. It reminds me of uh, anime Hobbits. That's the only thing I think of <laughs> when I see this game. Uh, chibi. Uh, sure, anime Hobbits. Yeah. Uh, you call them Chibi. I call them anime Hobbits. Well, they don't. You can't see their. I think their feet look like hooves. Hooves. 
Is that right? Yeah, they're they have like hoof feet. They don't have like real human. Oh, okay, they do have like. Well, maybe there's some humanoid. Uh, who, but uh, who? hobbits, so hobbit feet are way <laughs> bigger than that, and they're way hairier than that. So you can't say it's hobbit feet. I'm going right. to stick with chibi, okay, although they're not quite chibi. No, they're not quite chibi. Mm. Uh, but this is an Idea Factory game uh, and Compile Heart game. Uh, this one, I think, is more G-rated for what Compile Heart does. Uh, Compile Heart usually has very risque uh, graphics, uh, I guess you could call it. Mm. Mm, you would agree because uh risque sells well not all the time not all the time but it does to a few uh ravenous uh fans and uh all right so johnny will be getting um <laughs> other compile art games but this one actually does interest me i know i did call them uh anime hobbits but this one actually looks pretty cool i like the fact that they're bringing games over um that they Sometimes these guys, they say that they're not bringing it over, but they are. I'm so. looking over some of these stats. Attack, got it. N-Def, okay, maybe. Uh, F-Def, no clue. <laughs> no idea. It's a defense of something. Whatever F is and N is interesting. <laughs> we, we may <laughs> never know unless unless you you yeah. tell us. But the like I said, the game does look interesting. Yeah, graphically it looks it looks all right. Looks pretty good. Uh, mm -hmm. And this is definitely coming to the Switch. Is yes, that confirmed. Yes, yeah. confirmed. Yeah, so it's it's looking all right. I got the email. You got the email. <laughs> <laughs> so they said yes, it's coming, and please share these uh, these screenshots. Um, whoa, 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 hold on. Wait a minute. What's this 2019 thing? Um, originally released on oh. the PlayStation 4 in February 2019. So it already released in Japan. Yes, it has been released in Japan. Yeah, it just released. So in October, it just released in Japan. So it's coming here. It's coming to the West on the PS4 and Nintendo Switch. Yep, physical and digital. Okay, it just doesn't give a uh, release date. No, not yet. Not All yet. Right, cool. Um, on the lighter uh, end of news here, I just kind of wanted to share this because... I've been wondering the same thing. So a Reddit user took it upon himself. Now, this doesn't take, I mean, anyone could have done this, but a Reddit, Reddit user took it upon himself to contact the folks who are developing Atlas, Shin Megami Tensei 5. Mm -hmm. um, and basically he said, you know, what what is going on? Is the game canceled? We're hearing all this stuff. Are you guys still working on the game? And they, they contacted him back. Typically, you get ignored. Um, Wait, so they actually respond to a fan? A fan. Okay. Yeah, cool. and usually, that happens. usually there's no response at all because I, I, I myself have tried. Yep. And you get nothing. Uh, so the customer support uh, did contact them back. The game is still being worked on. Any rumors about SMT5 being canceled are made up. Rob Stone, customer service rep, Atlas USA. Where, where is this game? This game was like announced like when 2017. They pulled a square. All right, uh, when they showed off and they they actually pulled a square. They pulled a Nintendo. They pulled a uh, an insert game that took many years of development to do. Yeah, Metroid uh, Four. Yeah, that's what, uh, that's what I was getting with the Nintendo bit, or or even with Breath of the Wild. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, they they had a trailer, right? Anything, anytime a game is shown or announced and it's just a CG trailer. Expect that game to come out within two years or later at the minimum. Like right. It's they have nothing to show like, you. Yeah, they have nothing to show you. It's just a CG trailer. They can make that. That's like a proof of concept thing. You're right. 
don't don't trust uh you know that type of stuff um so i knew that was going to be far off it just so happens they showed that before the switch was out right that it, was like the january was it the january it was, before i don't know if i don't know when it happened um i know it was 2017 yeah it might have been like the first direct or something it was either e3 of the of 2017 mm -hmm. or it was that january before the switch it was like the big switch reveal sure it was there it was one of those two things so this game has been in development for at least two years and they Possibly showed up, longer. right? And this is two years from when they announced it. It's right. definitely been in development longer than that. So at least another year or two before then. Sure. So now, I mean what's kind of led to the rumors is that they've just been silent. Yeah. I mean, I think there was one other trailer after the initial one. So they there were, were a total yeah. of two, yep. um, but they, they've been just radio silent. Whereas with Metroid, you're, you're hearing of job openings. You know who's in, who's actually developing it now. Um, I mean, but with this, you got well, you got nothing. I mean, there's probably job openings, but this company is in Japan. Whereas Retro, it's easier to find out about their. Oh yeah, this is the second trailer. Uh, it's easier to find out about their job openings because they're in America. And well, I mean, I have, uh, I do keep up with some of this stuff. I, I would have thought I would have seen something like even with uh, Monolith, um, you know, with their newer RPG that they're coming up with, it's more of a high fantasy yeah. setting. Uh, you see, you've seen those so job openings, say. right? But I mean, there's something. It's gonna be another Xeno game. Uh, I don't know about that. Maybe Xeno something. Xeno something. Xeno something. Xeno no, no. I don't know about that. Well, they're they're definitely busy helping out with Zelda because I mean they helped out with Breath of the Wild. But they have a they have a few studios. It's not just one. They do one single studio. Oh, so one studio, the smaller one on Breath of the Wild. The other one, the bigger one, and I believe the numbers they they mentioned it. For how many people it took to work on Xenoblade 2 wasn't that big compared to like Western development studios. Really? It was only like 70 or 80 developers. Wow. That uh, core, as like the core team was only like 70. Right. There's always sub, uh, like subcontractors for the lack yeah. of a better word. Yeah. When they run towards like the composers, end of like all that other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. When they're getting towards completion of a game, they'll really ramp up the hiring and get a yeah. lot of contractors. But like the core team that's in it throughout you know, the many years of development, it was only like 70 or 80 compared to like, uh, Assassin's Creed, which is like a thousand. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> Ridiculous. As, with Assassin's Creed, they were trying to keep up with a, uh, kind of a, a, a yearly release. Yeah. Uh, so they, they, their model, uh, was, is very different compared to when you're talking Xenoblade, but yeah, Shin Megami Tensei, they've just been radio, radio silent. If, if you ever rewatch their, the last trailer that they released, you can kind of see elements of, uh, ambition within here. Cause it looks like, especially with the opening, when they open up with that train station, mm -hmm. uh, that's impressive. So they might be reaching pretty big with this, uh, fifth iteration of the game. That's okay. No, take, that's I mean, more take, than okay. Take, take yeah. your time with it, but uh, don't just don't tease us, um, and just have nothing. Well, one tease a year, I'm okay. With, I'm okay with being teased often. often. You know I don't care. Just tease me all the way. Uh, I'm like watching like anything I can for Diablo Four. Just get yeah, any as am I. <laughs> yeah, you, you yes. <laughs> I watched a, a recent uh, video of, of a boss battle. Um, it was it was really really cool. I just hope. 
I really want it to come out on the Switch. I really doubt it. Yeah. I, I mean, at at the Switch's current state, we're not getting Diablo Four. It. I mean, for me, it's always got to be PC for Diablo games. Okay. Yeah. You're a PC snob. That's okay. So it'll be the Xbox One for me. Or it, maybe PS5. We'll with, see where I'm at. With Diablo, it's all about who I'm playing with. Okay. And because the people I'm going to be playing that game with are going to be on PC, they're they're going to want to play it on PC. Like, it's just okay. by, by, def- by default has That's, to be on PC. All right. Well, I'll be, I have no friends. I'll be playing it alone. Um, <laughs> so on to the next uh, set of news. We have Prey developer uh, Human Head shuts down but is immediately re- acquired by Bethesda. Is that their logo? That I don't know what that Human is. Head Studios. Yeah. It looks like something that out of That is just awesome looking. I'm I don't trying. know what that is, but that is some cool looking art. It's like this weird antler dude. And he's got like dog tags or, dog or something. Dog tags and earrings all like gold trim. Mhm. So like I had said, they're actually um they they shut down immediately acquired by Bethesda and then was immediately put on an unannounced project. Now, if you're unfamiliar with um, Human Head, they they are the developers behind uh, Prey yep. and, and Rune. I'm not familiar with The Rune. Quiet Man, but Rune 2 the, is... Right, the Quiet Man is that... I believe the, cra- the Quiet Man is that crappy game that Square Enix put out. <laughs> Isn't it that? I don't know. The one, with, the one with like this uh, uh, just generic looking dude who could like, I guess he had like a little bit of superpowers he, or kung fu powers or whatever. Like he could like, he was like punching people. It looked very, graphically looked very realistic. Okay. But in execution, the game, it released, it did horrible on the reviews. Well, there, there you go. Maybe that's like, what their downfall yeah. was. I have no idea what. The Quiet Man is. It's a, it's a Square Enix game. Okay. Well, yeah. and, and it's I, I terrible. Am, I am familiar with Rune and Rune 2. Um, I, I would say it's a cross between um, Zelda, Breath of the Wild, yep. and Skyrim. I'm going to pull up Rune. Uh, so Rune 2. Uh, that was That's what I remember of them is... Uh, kind of the Zelda it's more it looks more like Skyrim but plays kind of like Zelda really really it actually looks really really good in my opinion yeah yeah I can definitely see oh yeah Skyrim so yeah. you can see where Bethesda would be really interested in acquiring this and, and, and it's, it's actually their, it's their competition <laughs> it's it not like. just their competition but this is something they they Bethesda needs this they need something other than Fallout they need something other than uh, Wolfenstein and Doom. Um, they, what they need specifically is to figure out how to do third-person action because none of the other scroll games can no. do third-person action. And I'm looking at this trailer and I'm seeing it's purely third-person action, mm-hmm. Elder Scrolls, without the name. With, That's what it looks like. Without the, without the name. Yeah. Um, and done uh, done the combat is done better. Yeah, it looks like it. Just from just from looking at that trailer, just from uh, looking at the animations, the attack animations, how they connect to the enemies, you can tell that the anim- that you know it's just a better. It doesn't look great, but it looks certainly way better, leagues better than the last. Well, I mean, if if you get more people behind it, maybe the polish can can be there. Um, I don't I don't know anything other than uh, what I've seen for gameplay. Um, I've never actually played it. But I mean, I think this is great for Bethesda. Again, another episode where we mention Bethesda. Yeah, well, nothing's wrong with mentioning Bethesda. They make a lot of great RPGs. I just feel like it's just 
inevitable. Mm. And I'm sorry. Wait, wait. The Quiet Man? Oh, there it is. All right. Because I see a lot of movies called The Quiet Man. So now I have a trailer up of The Quiet Man. And as you can see, like the the protagonist is just this generic looking dude with the hoodie. Uh, I mean, graphically, it looks very impressive, but it's just gameplay. In execution, gameplay. Yeah. Not, not quite <laughs> Lewis, there. He's getting hit as he like dodges back out of nowhere. It's just like super bad i remember watching this trailer in uh e3 during square enix's um press press conference i think it was the e3 la uh year and a half ago and i just saw it and i'm like yeah that's visually impressive generic is all all uh, hell yeah. yeah yeah and i i kind of knew it was like yeah it's probably not gonna be good <laughs> <laughs> um I love that generic yeah and no <laughs> bueno yeah no good. silly haircut going on and like this dude with a suit and then like a weird plague doctor plague mask. doctor mask thing mm -hmm. yeah so yeah they uh, they they made that but i think this is a good uh good acquisition for bethesda because they need some new blood in there they need way more because they're not turning out enough games right at all and, and especially for um for the e3 presentation like for some reason they have like a headlining day. I don't I don't quite understand why they do when they only have they don't they don't have they don't have many titles to to really show off there. They I I don't know. Yep. Well, and especially this year where all the games that they showed off at E3 we're, and they said that we're going to come out this year are now not coming out this year. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know why they have an entire day dedicated to themselves. Yeah, but they, they delayed the Fallout 76, they delayed Doom Eternal. I mean, it's just it's not looking good for them. And then Starfield, they were they're very hesitant to show anything at all. Yeah, another Metroid 4. <laughs> <laughs> right. Metroid where where's Starfield? And then uh, they throw candy at you with elder scrolls 6 yeah, I mean, another metroid that was literally War. i don't even know why they why why were you there because they knew they didn't have anything else to show they on. had nothing they, they had absolutely nothing i guess it's one of those like they have to squat on that that scheduled session they have to, like squat down and say they, that they, have they need to keep it yeah they need to keep it to keep it going but i feel like they just did did more damage to themselves really but you're right maybe well, when if, they do have content to show yeah. off they have that day if they delivered and you know these companies these bigger companies that want to have their own e3 press conference they got a simple solution right acquire more developers and of course uh, a company that's as big as the one that produces prey and the quiet man etc right that's a little bit too big you can't acquire too many of those uh, especially if you're Bethesda, you have to be a little bit more careful with your funds. But indies, you can acquire like crazy, and you don't even have to acquire an indie. Most indies you just will. You just ask them, "Hey, you want you want us to, to publish, publish your it, game? Right. We'll have you featured in our E3 press conference." Uh, you, I, I would be surprised if any indie turned that down. Right. I mean, obviously, it would have to be in the same. It would have to be an RPG. Uh, I mean, well. Does it have to be an RPG? I feel like it has to be an RPG. That's well, it could be a first-person shooter, right? Yeah, they got... bread and butter is RPGs and shooters. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it would have to be in that in that that vein, my opinion. But yeah, they need something. They definitely need something. All right, moving along here. Another Bethesda. 
Oh, yes, that was actually back in October. I, I almost skipped over this. They acquired um, a mobile game developer, Alpha Dog Games. Alpha Dog. Um, and one thing, they, they, they're they coming out with their, uh, I guess, mobile collection. So they have Elder Scrolls Blades, and then they have Fallout Shelter. Um, does, did it say in the article what Alpha Dog has come out with? Uh, let's see here. Makes sense. Bethesda, uh, alpha quality of depth, blah, blah. So they we're do excited. some, re- they're known for their real time strategy game. That's what, that's uh, what it was. Yeah. Action. So they made an action role playing game mm-hmm. called Wraithborn. Okay. Uh, they made a real time strategy game called Monstro City Rampage. Uh, and I think that's what they're more well known for let me look at wraithborn because it has the born part and it has Ooh. the wraith part and oh. i like both words you like both words together could be good <laughs> could could be good could be good. probably not i mean but it's could mobile be. but i so. think that's their next um their next venture i think they're going to jump into a real-time uh strategy on the mobile end of things and who knows maybe on the console side of things as well but unreal engine okay oh Generic, Ooh. pretty generic action RPG in, in Wraithborn. Yeah, isometric. So yeah. Are Wraithborn, you gl- isometric. Are you glad you saw action. that now? Okay. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> let's see how the combat goes. I, we saw a few swings on a on a box. Ooh, but that but as, as I was saying, Alpha Dog is really more known for the strategy uh, or the the uh, yeah the strategy type of game. Yeah, clearly mobile game uh so it looks like maybe a little bit more towards arena side of things with this game in particular but Mm -hmm. yeah all right so they're venturing out so they're acquiring they're acquiring talents this is kind of what you were saying with the indie indie developers so maybe they are doing that but more they're keeping their indies on on their mobile platforms uh well all right you know they can't go to e3 and other companies have proven this you can't go to e3 and show off a bunch of mobile games um yeah because blizzard took a big hit for doing that and they they do this like you can show mobile games you can't just show mobile games no that's what i'm getting at no like uh even uh microsoft knew that they couldn't announce just the uh the was gears of war the gears the mobile pop game. or not uh, the pop Gear, gears pop or whatever yeah gears I think of it War pop something like that or so, yeah they can't just show that you have to show that game along with all the real not real but like the more console yeah the console, console and pc right they showed the gears of war tactics pc mm-hmm. game as well during yep. that same time so as long as they acquire studios like this because you know just looking at this game like yes it's generic looking but Clearly, there's talent there. They can produce yep. something, yep. Uh, especially on a you know indie size budget, and they could definitely go to console, what have you, and produce something that's smaller, uh, smaller in size scale, and could be worthwhile. I agree. I agree. So, but they are they are reaching. They're reaching out. Um, and also, just an FYI, Mobile developers are actually being tapped into pretty heavily by a lot of publishers, a lot of companies for the purpose of Switch development. That's it, that's what that, I've been noticing. Okay. It, it makes sense, right? I mean, um, there is that sort of uh, mobile mentality. It is a handheld device. So maybe, maybe. And you've been noticing that with um, some other 
Yeah, I mean, remember uh, last week when we talked about uh, Tencent Studios? Oh, yes, 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 right? yes. And they're making comments. They do a lot of mobile development. They pour a lot of their mobile games over to Switch. Mm-hmm. And you see a lot of mobile games in general being ported to Switch. So well, it's, it's, it's a mobile chipset. It is a mobile chipset. So right? that, that, yeah. that's, that's where we're, we're at with that. The good old Tegra. In the good old Tegra. Uh, right. Jimatsu. A big information dump here yeah big 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 with the new trials of mana i think this is coming out supposedly april of next year yep the the remake so like the yes full the blown remake of secret of mana three or second detsetsu three whatever you want to yes call it. trials, trials of mana, of mana. Yep. <laughs> okay april uh, april-ish release uh, like I said, a big information dump. We got details on a lot of characters, details on classes, details on prologues and map mechanics. A bunch of bunch of stuff here. Now, what I found interesting was the character prologue. So you can, as you progress through the game, you can uh, you get new party members, um, and I think there are seven, maybe or no. I'm, I don't know. I've, I see three right now. You see three there. Yeah. There may be more. <laughs> I see a... <laughs> I, I might be thinking of a different game. Either way, as you... dragon with four wings. As you attain new characters, uh, you have the option to either play their prologue mm-hmm. or just view a kind of a cinematic of their prologue. So you can see what their what their inspiration is. Why Why are they here? Why, what got them to this point? And I think, was it Octopath Traveler that did a little bit of that? Or am I... I didn't really play too much of Octopath. I didn't really enjoy it. So Octopath was... Um, yeah, you could replay every character's prologue. So even though you start off with one character, you could play through their story almost entirely, but you're kind of encouraged to pick up more than just one party member otherwise you'd get stomped uh so you kind of travel to the other villages and you play their chapter one session you Mm -hmm. can progress to multiple chapters without picking up anyone else i mean you'd have to grind a whole lot but it is potentially possible uh to sort of go through and pick up only four uh have a party of four and Mm -hmm. kind of beat the game without ever having to experience the remaining uh, other four characters uh, and you could get to the end game and then play the uh, opening chapter, the prologue of those other characters. Yeah. yeah. So you could do that. So that that is totally what that reminds me of. But you have, the, like I said, you have the option to skip it or you can view a cinematic that kind of displays the sword or the same, same stuff. Um, and it's got a bunch of different new creatures and, and whatnot. Like you were spirits. They're going over a lot of stuff here. Yeah. Wow. This is huge. I don't, I don't know if it's too much, uh, or if this is just going to be a really dense game. seems like a lot of spoilers. Right. Yeah. So if you're sensitive to spoilers, don't look. I'm not, uh, some of these screenshots, I mean, this one in particular, uh, or these two over here, that kind of, that screenshot looks to me. Uh, like a turn-based combat system. Mm-hmm. We know it's not, but it looks like it. It, it, it does very much look like it. perspective. Yeah, I think yeah. the perspective is different. It might be sort of like an arena base, so once you get into combat, sort of like it, they do in Tales, um, in Tales of Vesperia. Yeah, um, yeah. But, but the of mana games never put you in a... In an arena it type of thing. It never teleports you... 
out of the world into a specific arena for okay. combat. But maybe uh, Tails does though, right? Tails does. Yeah, so maybe if they kind of just smooth that transition out to make it, you know, you get into... You, I hope they don't do that. You don't like that at all? I or hate that. You don't like it, okay. Yeah. Oh, I want to... I, I want to... Jump into a fight without ever having to be teleported into a combat arena. I mm-hmm. hate the combat arena mechanic. I hated it in every the, single the, Tales the game. The glass smash break thing. You yeah, just the, don't... The, you entered combat and yeah. then you go into like this smaller, generic looking room. Mm-hmm. That's never been a good thing. I know it's uh, something that they've had to do in games, but for every RPG that didn't do that, I appreciate that much more like Secret of Mana, like Zelda, like Dark Souls and whatever, pretty much all the all of the action oriented uh, RPGs, they don't do that no. for good reason. Now, Tales of Vesperia is an action RPG, and they did do that, and that irked me. Always irked me. But I have high hopes. I don't know if you remember seeing it, but the Tales game that they showed off. Uh, oh, the uh, Abyss is it? No, not no, a the new one. I forgot yeah. what the name okay. of it is going yep. to be, but they showed a new Tales game running on. A brand, a new, brand engine. new engine. Finally, yeah. it looks finally. really, really good, and it looks fantastic. Yes, and I'm hoping they fix that issue. They get rid of the whole teleport to a different. I think they do. I think in the gameplay sequences, it does show off that mm-hmm. you see an enemy, you engage in combat, and there's no transition. Nothing. Yeah that that is that is perfect. Uh, so, like I said, I'll I'll link to this article in in uh, the, the podcast description, YouTube, all of our everything. It is a big information dump. Um, it shows a lot of the main characters dressed as different um, yeah, classes. This is, this is spoiler stuff. I didn't even know that that you could change classes with your characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of these character, some of these classes that you could change into is obviously going to be spoilers because they show the art. So you can see what the class would look like. You can see each of the characters and all the different classes that they can turn into. And, you know, uh, just as you change classes, it also affects some of your skills akin to what Fire Emblem does in, you know, this newer Fire Emblem. So when you change a class, a lot of your skills change as well as your progression through stats. Yeah, but this is a a bit different. Uh, This looks like a a much more deliberate, whereas Fire Emblem, it's a class-based system where you're always upgrading to a better version of the same class? Not necessarily. Um, In Fire Emblem, there were some... Uh, classes that were clearly downgrades to what I currently was, even though in the hierarchy, it seemed like it should be better. Sure, sure. Um, But it wasn't always necessarily the case. Sure, you could think that. You're not a (laughs) min-maxer. Oh, no. (laughs) We're we're doing this. Uh, so yeah, there's there's a lot of lot of information. I I am very much interested in Trials of Mana. Yeah. Um, so I I kind of just did read through all of this. So I'll leave it up to you guys. I don't want to spoil anything for anyone. Uh, I don't think the prologue is is a spoilery type of thing. I think it's actually a very very cool dynamic uh, to to this game. Yeah. Um, I'm. I'm- if anything, this has me even more excited for a game that I was already excited for. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this has me more excited. And if you go to the bottom of the article, it's got some cool um, cool concept art, some some kind of wallpaper-ish st- type of stuff that I've already uh, put on my uh, my on my phone. My No, my other iPad, not this one. They should do this more often where they take, and we talked about this last week, but you know, they should do this more often where they take these old school RPGs 
that uh, and just re- remake them. You know, give it the Resident Evil Zero or Resident Evil One, Resident mm-hmm. Evil Two treatment uh, because they are still fantastic games the and have fantastic are, stories right. and fantastic characters. You know, if if they can do that to games that were just last gen where they remaster it or remake it slightly. Yeah, um, it's almost to a fault, though, that they're doing a lot of these newer games. Yeah. Um, but something like like Trials of Mana, it's it, it, to put a whole new like it's a whole it's a reimagining of the, the of the game. And it and it's perfect. I yeah. I, I think it'll be good. So I, I guess I guess we'll and, see. And I know they just did it for uh, Link's Awakening. Right. Right. Yep. Something yep. like that. I mean, Link's Awakening arguably didn't go far enough, but it's also arguably one of the best Zelda games. Yep. So yep. don't could... break what isn't fixed. Sure. I mean, there are some uh, maybe some quality of life issues that they didn't resolve uh, in it. In it with the some of the dungeons, so having to redo an entire dungeon kind of kind of stinks. Um, but you know, there are some quality of life things that they could have addressed. All right. Let's. Uh, we got like one more article here, right? <sighs> We're almost done. I'm running out of breath. Yeah. <laughs> Never done this before. This one's a quickie. You want me to get this one? You can rest a little? Yes, thank you. All right, so the initial reviews are just coming out for Pokemon Sword and Shield. And right now, I think if you go to Open Critic, there's like 20-some-odd reviews, and the average score right now is 80%. Yeah. You're doing that with a it's face. Good. I it's mean, great. 80% is is really good. Yeah, yeah, it's a great score. However, uh huh. this is Pokemon. Yep. And typically, on average, you're at like 85 to 90%, somewhere in between. So this is a little bit below average. Sure. Okay. I think people might be a little bit too salty about the National Pokedex stuff. Ah, get over it. Yeah, definitely get over it. I mean... There's too many Pokemon to begin with. Way too many. Like, you could just keep going on forever. This isn't, you know, yeah. you, you know just what can't they do, do it. They should do mass extinction, just... <laughs> Kill off like the next Pokemon game, whatever, because we all know it's not just, this one. Just start over. Well, they, they don't have to. Like, imagine a story of the next Pokemon game where Team Rocket or whoever it is that's like the big bad is hell bent on eradicating all the Pokemon species. Basically, pulls a Thanos uh-huh. and poof, like they they are going to war against Pokemon. You know and what? They start slaughtering entire species <laughs> of Pokemon left and right, and you have to stop that as the player. That would be fantastic. That would actually be a story I could get into. Yeah. Uh, you know, whereas this one is just, just a very thin story where, you know, I want to be the very best yeah. of, of, I don't even know. It's They're all the same. And then they could use that as an excuse to not have a full national debt. <laughs> It's in the story, you know. Um, yeah, there there are way way too many Pokemon, but I, I guess that's not the only complaint that you see out there. Okay, there there are complaints about I guess some reused assets of older games. There's complaints about frame rate or pop in issues that people have seen on some leaks or yeah. or, or whatever. Um, so I guess there's so, there are some complaints about that, but these are people that really haven't played the game. You know, yeah. I, for the yeah. for the most part, people who play the game, they the general consensus is they 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 enjoy it. Yeah, it, and there's also uh, some of these reviews are you know they are what's the word they are stranding pretty heavily towards you know really liking or really not liking. So like polarized, they're very polarized. Yeah, yeah, they're death stranding a bit. 
death don't <laughs> don't don't pull that death stranding stuff out yeah. on me um but you know that's getting released i think by at the time of recording Friday, uh, yeah it's coming out on the 15th so i'm excited are you getting it uh most likely yeah <sighs> yeah I want to be the very best. You want to be the very Again. best. Again, no. Again. I, I I would love to get this day one. I just don't. I don't. Number one, I don't have the time for it and the and the the monies. I mean, I got way too many other games that I still have yet to play through, like like Dragon Quest. Yeah, I haven't played through that. Link's Awakening. I I still have like five. I'm halfway through that game. Like, See, I need thing. to finish my games. You just already you know i already beat that game before it even came out so i'm good i beat Link's awakening already that but that was on the gamecube that was that was a, a, like on the gamecube I, i'm sorry uh game boy it was a long because i did time beat ago. it on the gamecube i did but not I use the uh the gba adapter okay all right so uh, yeah i you guess slap you it on the bottom yep i guess you yep. could have but that no it was so good that was a good. That's add-on. how I. That's how I play and beat most of my Game Boy games and Game Boy mm-hmm. Color games. Well, I did. I had the Super Game Boy. I did. I oh, did the Super, Super Game Nintendo. Boy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh. Um. But yeah, I, I don't. I don't know if I'm going to be getting that right now. Mm-hmm. Eventually, when I want to catch them all, when yep. I feel that itch to get them all, maybe, maybe I'll do that. I don't know. But that's going to be do it for news. Yes. That was a lot of news. It was a lot for, of news. For a week, that I'm like struggling. I'm like, oh, we're never going to find anything. And then look at this. It's, yeah. it's incredible. Uh, so we have some listener questions. Ladies and gentlemen, we want to hear from you. Remember, we're all about community here at the Switch RPG Podcast. So if you want to be part of the show, you can email your questions to podcast at switchrpg.com. You can dive into our Discord server. You can talk to us on Twitter. You can talk. There's many ways of contacting us. So we have a question. Yes. Uh, from Two While on our Discord. In games where you can name your character, um, name a character. Jeez, what is in going on? In games where you can name a character. <laughs> Thank you. Do change the character's name. I guess it's do you change the character's yes. name. So it should be like a comma and I, a word for you. And... I think Geo should edit these so oh, they're readable. But I'm sorry. Right. Con- continue. All right. If the character has no name, but there is a canon name, like Persona 5, Joker doesn't have a name in game, but since there is an anime, he has a name. I I don't Uh, know. Do you use the canon name? If there is no canon name, do you use the default name used? So basically, do we use the pre-built name? Do we try to research uh, if there is Mm -hmm. a canon name for the character, use that canon name? Or do we just fill in our own name? Another example of a canon name, uh, except for Breath of the Wild, would be Link. Because typically he's only referred to by whatever you enter in. Except yeah. for Breath of the Wild, where they actually call him Link. They, they There might have been a couple of other games. Uh, well, certainly Zelda 2, because that was... What was that one called? Uh, Link's Adventure? Yes. Zelda 2, Link's Adventure. Link's Adventure. And the people in town call you Link. Yeah. I, I, or you, Error. Error? I, I am Error. <laughs> I am Error. You Mara. might know better than me. It's been a very, very, very long time since I've even touched that game. Yeah. But, but for the most part, I think you're you're entering a name and they just mm-hmm. call you, you know, whatever. And, and a lot of the, well, maybe not a lot, Earthbound, right? That's one where you could like name your dog. Okay. Right? I don't know. Oh, you don't know? Yeah, you, I can don't. Name your, you can name your dog. I'm trying to rem- remember what else you could name, but I know you could name your dog. 
Uh, I'm not sure if there was a default name for that, but yeah, we've we've both encountered numerous mm -hmm. names where yeah. there's either a default or we change it. I prefer to go with the default. Typically, if they have already entered it a name, yep. I leave it alone. I'll leave it whatever whatever the uh, like Blyleth in Fire Emblem. But uh, so that one I changed. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I did not change it. I okay, that's what they wanted to name the character. I'll leave it at, leave it at that. I'm contradicting myself. Uh, <laughs> so it depends. If the default name is for me, I guess. If it's Blyleth, you're changing it. Yeah, because that's a stupid name. <laughs> that's so stupid. Blyleth. Kind of. So what did you what did, what did you change it to? Carthage. Carthage. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, most of the times, like especially in Monster Hunter, <clears throat> every single Monster Hunter character I make, their name is Carthage. Carthage. They always have like. Really red hair, really dark skin, <laughs> like really red eyes. Like Carnage or no Carthage. I know, but you're I, if you talk looking at like comic books, no, uh, no Carnage no, no. Is, is all red. I just like the sound of uh, the name Carthage. Okay. It's also uh, used to be a civilization or a city, mm -hmm. uh, city of Carthage or civilization, whatever. Something, it was. yeah, I yep. forgot what it was. Um, uh, and it, it used to be like a warry type nation, uh, city, whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, so like multiple reasons. I, I named one of my characters in my game. Um, Carthage. Carthage. So one, one of the warlords that you play as is called Carthage. So it's, it's just a name that I really like. Okay. Uh, I, ha I have one of those. Yeah. I have one of those as well. It's, uh, Pilgrim. 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 Um, uh, and there's actually a little... Little, it's more of an inside joke with a lot of some of my other friends. Um, if you've ever watched on YouTube, there's a YouTube video of John Wayne mm -hmm. um, where he says the word pilgrim in one movie at least 75 times. Uh, and the entire it's just it's yeah. just a montage of him saying pilgrim. But it is the funniest thing I've seen in a very long time. So that name just kind of stuck with me. So typically, if you're if I'm mentoring a name, it's pilgrim. Yeah, you know, now that I think about it, I think Zelda's probably the only exception where I, even when I fill in my name, I'm always calling myself Link. Okay. Like for whatever reason. <laughs> it doesn't even matter. No matter, every single Zelda game, like Skyward Sword, whatever it is, uh, and they change, you know, they refer to you as whatever name you put in, mm -hmm. I always say Link. Uh, I don't know why I do that. I guess I just like the character Link, and yeah. I think the name is kind of cool, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was Simple. actually, a uh, little backstory, I wanted to name my first son. Lincoln, and I was going to call him Link, but denied. You know, why, you, why not just Link? Why Lincoln? I like Lincoln because I like Abraham Lincoln. Um, I, I think uh, I like the name, and I think that's the last name. Not necessarily. There are first names Lincoln, sure. um, yeah. but I could call him Link, and he would be Link. You know, I'm cool with both. All right, but I, I was his name is Elijah. So you know well, how good too. you know how that went. Yeah, that's right. I mean, those are all good things. You know, I, I want to add a little spin to this question. Okay, all right. Just a quickie. Do it to it. Because typically, right, when you have the choice of naming your character, you almost always have the choice of uh, choosing your gender, right? Mm -hmm. I almost exclusively roll lady. Ladies. Yeah, okay. What do you do when you when you have a um, choice? It doesn't. Uh, it depends on what the what they look like. If I'm able to really customize, yep. I generally stick with the male uh, character. Um, but if I like the look of the female character, I'll go with female. There are f many RPGs. It, I mean, I, it's either either one. It, it never matters. I pretty much always go exclusively ladies. Yeah. 
And what's funny is how you said you design your characters with red hair, red eyes. I go like... Oh, not all of them. Okay, only, all right. Only Carthage. Only I Carthage. many characters <laughs> I have in my back pocket. But Carthage, yeah, they, they got to have, you know, the red the red color is like a symbolic thing. Okay. It. And w- with me, it's like pale skin. Um, like I like like cave creatures, um, <laughs> things like like Gollum type figures. Yeah. So that's generally what I what I do. I don't know why. I just a little bit of a sewage green hair. Yeah, it's know. always like these slime slimy looking characters. I do that for uh, for the first time I played through Dark Souls. Yeah, my yep. character was just <laughs> ugly. <laughs> I, I think if you play Dark Souls, that's kind of like a rite of passage where you have to make an ugly ugly character. Yeah. And I. Like if I have a build in mind for Dark Souls, any of the Dark Souls games, like if I'm like, you know, I want to make a witch kind of character that does so dabbles kinda... in pyromancy. So I'm like, yeah, she's going to be like old. Like you could change the age of the character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And wrinkly. I'm like, she's old. She's thin. She's just got wrinkles, no muscle. And she's just got big giant disformed face, <laughs> nose, warts. If they ever allow that, allow warts. Allow warts. In Dark Souls. I want to make real yeah, witches. He needs a warty character. Yeah. Um, all right. Thank you. Thank you so much for the question. Now for some upcoming RPGs. I think we mentioned this last week. I don't know why we mentioned it last week, but Labyrinth of the Witch is is kind of a, uh, iso- not an isometric, uh, but it's a, a bit graphic, dungeon crawling, roguelike. Really, I like to, actually. I like. I'd love to play this. I like the look of this game. Um, then we have Pokemon on November fifteenth. That's just kind of like everybody's on everybody's yeah. playlist. Yeah, I think most people will be playing that. And I'm I'm actually kind of surprised that there are a lot of games coming out at or around the fifteenth. To be honest with you, yeah. Uh, there's another big game, a little RPG ish, mostly uh, Metroid E ish. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, is it on by, my list here? It's made by EA. Nope. Okay. Not on the list. Let's, let's move on here. <laughs> we, we will move. All right. November 19th, Munchkin, uh, Quack Quest. Labyrinth of the Witch, really? Uh, I don't... I, okay, so it looks like it's a mobile mobile game, but it does, doesn't look like that on the Switch. Is this still a roguelike? It could be. I, I'm not sure what that is. I have not seen the the uh, the video you're you're showing me here. Uh, but then, yeah, November nineteenth, Munchkin Quack Quest. This is an action RPG. It looks really really fun. And then, I'm really excited about this one. November twentieth. You, yep. I, I think you've played it. Children of Morta. Yeah, yeah. I'm Tell, playing that on uh, PC. And you like it? Fantastic. Oh. Play it. It tells us. It tells the story of a family, okay. Rather than of an individual character, you start off as one character, but uh, you are the father of a family, uh, and the family's quite big. There's uh, I don't know, like three, four kids. Uh, there's an uncle. There's the grandmother, and I, I don't know. I can't remember if there's a grandfather or not. Uh, but um, and you're you actually kind of. Uh, your family grows by oh. discovering by having family members that were distant. They kind of return back, so uh, they kind of take. I think in every family member, not all of them, uh, but all the major ones are playable. Mm-hmm. And the game is basically a isometric Diablo, but in two D. Uh, absolutely fantastic! It's an action RPG. There's, um, I don't think that there are random drops other than like gold and 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 health and stuff mm-hmm. like that uh but there are random 
randomly generated uh, environments. Uh, and some parts of these environments will have uh, chess, loot, stuff like that. And within those, you will acquire uh, random gear that will give you unique abilities. Kind of like uh, the Binding of Isaac. Okay. Where for that run, you have that, uh, that, ability. that ability for you until you can make it through the entirety of that run. And the run is generally based on... Um, four levels of that environment and at the very end it's a boss fight and once you finish that boss fight you complete that environment and then okay. you can move on to the next section so uh, definitely rogue a roguelike yep uh type of game and if you die uh you get teleported back to your home your character is fine but uh the gear that you acquired on that run is gone Okay. Uh, but you do get to keep the gold, and I think there's one other asset uh, that you can keep that will that you can then spend for character for progression. Okay. Stat, stat progression, leveling. So up, you can potentially make make it through the next run. Yeah, and every every run that you're doing, the experience you gain stays with you. Okay. And the gold that you acquire stays with you as well. So you're accumulating these things, and then as you're doing run after run, you're always making progress, but okay. you have to start. From the last major section. But that's okay. I, I appreciate that in a roguelike where your runs and your death in runs yeah. isn't so detrimental. There's actual progress being earned there. I like, I like that. Yeah, and the big thing with each of the family members is that every family member plays like a different class type. So okay. there's the father who's the sword and board. There's uh, the older daughter that is uh, the archer. Mm -hmm. um, there is the young son who is, um, he's like the dual wield dagger DPSer type character, uh, dodgy as well. Uh, there's the older, the oldest son who is like a monk, uh, so all fists, about the fists. Um, the fisticuffs. Yeah, so there's like every character That's does awesome. have like different gameplay mechanics. And another cool thing that they did with the skill tree system is as you level up the different skills for your characters, because they're, they're leveling up, you get a talent point or a skill point, whatever it is that they call it, and then you sort of build up your character. It's not overly complex, but as you unlock the next tier within a certain character, there's a passive that you can put a point into that applies to the whole family. Oh, wow. So the family gets buffed stronger. So even though you're enhancing like the father, the daughter and the sons will also get enhanced okay. if you're putting points into it. So it also feels like collectively as a family, you're leveling up. And also when, you, uh, when you're not doing character specific leveling up, when you're spending your gold to do the bigger meta progress, progress you're leveling up the family itself okay so you can increase the family's damage you can increase the family's crit rate crit chance etc i like it yeah it's a really really good i actually might be getting game. this children of mortar yeah. over pokemon uh yeah i would say <laughs> it's probably going to be a better more solid experience over pokemon and it's co-op it's co-op bingo bango yeah i th again it's good it's real good yeah it's fun so that's what we have coming up next week. Um, I'm not sure how we're doing on time, but I do want to kind of go over this last remaining topic here. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do it. Okay. So what games are you looking forward to that are coming out here? Just a kind of general, 
general uh, consensus here. Mm-hmm. I can go over my list if you'd like to think about it a little bit. Yeah, go over your list. All right. Number one, Trials of Mana. We kind of went over that. That's, That's a game a I really, really want. Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. Oh, yeah. I have never played the original. Yeah. Uh, so this would be my first time through. I really don't didn't want to get into a hundred plus hour game. Why that isn't your number one? I have no. Well, th- this isn't really a list and ranking. Okay. Uh, okay, this is just kind of games I thought of and I just jotted them down. Yep. Okay, so yeah, this would be my first playthrough, my first swa- soiree with Xenoblade Chronicles, uh, and I hope they come out with a collector's edition because I will certainly yeah. buy. I missed out on the first on the on the collector's edition for the Wii version. Um, but that's okay. I would certainly buy it here. Uh, a game called Eastward. This is a game developed by Chucklefish. Uh, well, Ooh. I'm not sure if they developed it or published if they published it. Okay. Yeah, Chucklefish does make a lot of good games on Switch. Yeah, so this is kind of a pixel action RPG. Uh, very much reminds me of Sword of Mana, but in the modern... I'm uh, not sorry, Secret of Mana, but with a modern aesthetic. Um, it, oh, it, wow. It, it, it looks... It's got a lot of... Uh, Anime, uh, not uh, anime-inspired cutscenes, um, but yeah, Eastward is is definitely on my list. I have no idea when this game is coming out, I'm but getting, I want like, Chrono Trigger vibe. Yeah, it definitely looks like Chrono Chrono Trigger. Oh, I've seen this game before. Yeah, okay, okay. So Eastward is one of them. Um, Ignore the Chrono Trigger because it's more action-oriented. Yeah, it's not it's not turn-based at all. Right. So another game I'm looking forward to is a game called Chained Echoes. This was a Kickstarter, uh, Kickstarter, Kickstarted game. Um, I don't really back that many games up, yep. um, but this was one that really, really caught my eye. Yeah, 2D. Yeah, it's mechs. yeah, it's it's got mechs in it. It's got airships. It's a 16-bit. Yeah. Um, it is turn-based. Um, it, like I said, it really hit all all the nostalgia uh, there, for me. There's not enough RPG sprite-based games with mechs in it. Well, you seem to have a thing for the mechs. I like mechs. Like when, the mechs? when mechs are done well. Okay. There was a really cool uh, Super Nintendo RPG. What was it called? With mechs? Yeah. Well, it wasn't. Not mech assault. You make, you make mechs, basically. You make robots. It was basically a make-your-own-robot RPG. No, that sounds And you acquire bananas. parts for it. It it, pl- it looks, visually, it looks like, um, it almost looked like a Secret of Mana kind of art style to okay. it. Um, but it was, you are, you are constructing robots, and your robots are what actually okay. go out and fight. And from what I remember, I think it was like an action uh combat system rather than a turn-based combat system okay we'll have uh, to we'll have to look that up yeah i forgot uh, the name is uh is going through me right now but yeah that, that was something interesting okay uh, so yeah Ch- chained echoes yep. uh kickstarted game coming to the switch I, like in 2022 so far away and then another one is called blue protocol blue protocol is a bandai namco coming out um and I don't, I don't think they have a release window, but it is um, an an MMO. It is an anime inspired MMO. Looks, I think it looks fantastic. It does look fantastic. I looked at the uh, trailer and uh, and some of the gameplay. Yeah, and there's more gameplay now than there there used to be. So I mean, yep. I don't think there's a release time um, expected for it, but 
Yes, Blue Protocol. So yeah, that is the it's a Super Nintendo game called Robo Trek. Robo Trek. So I was a little wrong on it being action. It is a turn-based game, but yeah, I totally remember playing this. Uh, once again, emulator type stuff. I I was looking for like really weird off the cuff. Uh, kind of RPGs and this was another one that I got into and it was like very different because you are building you're collecting parts Uh, it's like an RPG top-down view of things and then you have a robot and your robots actually doing all the fighting for you and you can build the robot you can customize it Uh, as we're seeing here I'm kind of like trying to fast forward it so this is like another one of those weird Mm -hmm out there games and there were multiple build a robot i think this game started uh sort of this little niche set of rpg games of building robots and i think a lot of them were tied to nintendo console and may have been like a nintendo or second party or third party nintendo semi-exclusive type of series Mm -hmm. uh like i think called robotech or robo this one's called robotrek but, but it was always Robo something, Robo maybe? Robo something, I think. Okay. But yeah, um, someone's probably going to remember this in uh, in Discord later uh, at some point. But uh, yeah, that Blue Protocol game, that trailer looks yeah. good. It yeah. looks like uh, Tales of Anime, uh, but with uh, open, open world. Open world. Yeah. The fact that the character could jump from a higher elevation in some city-like environment mm-hmm. down to a lower one seamlessly yep that's uh-huh. exactly what i want now i don't know if this is coming off of the switch but i mean i can only dream yeah i can only dream now do you have anything on your list yeah uh you said a couple of them uh which is trials of man and xenoblade chronicles mm-hmm. those are i'm definitely looking forward to sure i've already beaten xenoblade chronicles so i'm looking huh. forward to that humble brag less. humble brag well it's, it's I, cool i mean it's fine it's fine i can only beat the game so many times right right. i I played through it twice sure not all the way that's pretty impressive beating that game yeah twice times Ah, it's so good uh but uh besides breath of the wild 2 metroid prime 4 besides (laughs) those i am totally looking forward to tales uh of arise arise uh probably not going to make it to the switch but might make it to the switch who knows? It's running right. the Unreal 4 sure. engine, so yep. that can scale to the Switch. There's been plenty of Unreal games that are on Switch. Uh, totally looking forward to that. And uh, that was probably another one that I mentioned at some point. I can't remember. Okay. But let's just stick with that. <laughs> Sound, sounds good. And, yeah. and actually, that's going to wrap up today's episode. Yeah. Quite a, an action-packed episode. Uh, so thank you so much for listening and thank you to everyone who sent in their questions and comments. Keep them coming. Remember, you can listen to each show every week at switchrpg.com or you can subscribe on your favorite podcast app. If you listen on an app, please give us a rating and review. We want to climb up those charts on those platforms. So your support would be amazing. And finally, you can head over to switchrpg.com for all your RPG needs for the Nintendo Switch. Until next time, see you around. Bye.